0: Hello and welcome to Bill Stern's Sports Newsreel from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th. Only on Hulu. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Bill Stern with the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel.
1: Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, Stern, is on
0: the air. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, with stories rare. Take his advice and you'll look you get a shade that's smooth and clean. You'll be a Colgate Shave Cream fan.
1: The 450th edition of the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel.
0: Our guest tonight is the famous orchestra leader, Fred Waring. But 40% Fred Waring in person. Here is Real One, profile of a sports star who could look into the future. When anyone tries to predict the future, people laugh. Well, this is the story of a sports star who could not only look into the future, but he predicted with accuracy everything that was going to happen. This story is so incredible that we've had it checked and rechecked. Actual names and actual dates are used. So, if you don't believe that anyone can predict the future, listen to this story. The story of Jim. Jim was born on March the 10th, 1925, in Sedalia, Missouri, for the first few years, there was nothing about Jim that would have made you think that he was ever going to be able to predict the future. One day, Jim did show the first signs of being a little bit unusual. One day, when Jim was out walking with an older man, a man named Sam Van Arsdale, Mr. Van Arsdale happened to say, Jim, do you see that elm tree? Without a moment's hesitation, Jim pointed to the elm tree. A moment later, Mr. Van Arsdale said,
1: Jim, Do you see that hickory tree?
0: Again, without a moment's hesitation, Jim pointed to the hickory tree. Next, Jim identified a walnut tree, then an oak tree. He seemed to know every different kind of tree there was. And he did this when he was only three years old. After this, Jim's fame began to spread throughout the state of Missouri. So much so that one day, a reporter from a newspaper came to see Jim was surprised to find that Jim could understand Spanish, French, German, and Chinese. Yeah, Jim could understand all of those foreign languages, despite the fact that even then Jim was only four years old. But Jim was to create even greater excitement, for after he had become famous, they took him to Jefferson City in Missouri, the state capital. And upon his arrival, both houses of the Missouri legislature took a recess in order that all the Missouri lawmakers might get a chance to see Jim in action. They didn't believe that he could do the things that he could do. And to stump him, they sent him a message in code. This message asked Jim to identify a Missouri senator. Immediately, Jim decoded that message and identified the man. And this, mind you, when Jim was only five years old... The following years were to really make Jim famous, but in 1930, two months before the Kentucky Derby was to be run that year, Jim picked a horse named Gallant Fox to win the race. Two months later, Gallant Fox did win that year's Kentucky Derby. The following year, in 1931, once again, Jim picked the winner of the Kentucky Derby, and he did it again in 32, and again in 33, and again in 34, and he did it again in 35, and again in 36, Seven years in a row from 1930 through 1936, Jim had correctly forecast the winner of each Kentucky Derby. But in 1937, Jim died. That's the story of Jim. Perhaps the most amazing forecaster who ever lived. Maybe you'd be interested in knowing how Jim could pick the winner of the Kentucky Derby for seven years in a row. He did it by placing his foot on a piece of paper... bearing the name of the horse that he thought would win. You see, Jim... Jim wasn't a human being. No. He was a black and white setter. A dog. I know you'll doubt this story. And you have every right to. But just let me add that this story about the dog named Jim... the dog who picked seven straight Kentucky Derby winners has been thoroughly authenticated. Authenticated by Dr. A.J. Durant, the chairman of the Department of Veterinary Science of the University of Missouri, who is on record as saying everything that you have said in your story about Jim is true. Incredible, but true story. Real 2, men take warning. The sensational money-saving offer on Colgate Shave Cream and Eversharp Schick Injector Razor is almost sold out. Get this perfect shaving combination now before they're gone. Imagine only 89 cents buys these three great shaving aids. One, a genuine new model Ever Sharp Schick Injector Razor, retail value alone $1. Two, an injector with 10 blades. And three, a large-sized tube of Colgate Shave Cream. Either Colgate brushless or Colgate lather, it's the
1: greatest buy in years. Right. For only 89 cents, you get a brand new, latest style, ever-sharp chic injector razor. The world's only razor that changes blades automatically. Its retail value alone is $1. Besides, you get a genuine new injector with 10 super keen ever-sharp chic blades. Retail value, 49 cents. And thirdly, there's that big, large-sized tube of wonderful Colgate shave cream. Take your choice. Either Colgate Brushless or Colgate Lather Shave Cream. There's never been a better shaving combination for only 89 cents. Remember, this offer is made to show millions more
0: of you men what smooth, slick, sweet shaves you get when you use either Colgate Brushless or Colgate Lather Shave Cream. Because both are light and finer textured, they completely surround, soften, and support each bristle better than heavy creams. Your razor doesn't skid or slip, but cuts through clean and smooth. In fact... Using that Ever Sharp Chic Injector Razor, you get the fastest, safest, easiest, most convenient shave you've ever had. So, get your Colgate Shave Cream and Ever Sharp Chic Razor with Injector and ten blades tonight, all for only eighty-nine cents. Real three, portrait of Penn State College. A strange story began not so long ago at Penn State College when a youngster went out for the Glee Club. The old songs, the old songs songs for me. That youngster thought that he could easily make that Glee Club, but the man in charge thought
1: differently, for he said, Son, I'd like to have you as a member of the Penn State Glee Club. I know that your great-grandfather was one of the founders of Penn State, but I can't have you in the Glee Club because you don't know anything about singing. I'm sorry, but you're just not a musician. <laughs>
0: That boy who couldn't make the Penn State Glee Club because he just wasn't a musician was Fred Waring. The same Fred Waring who today has the world's most famous Glee Club. But even though he couldn't make the Glee Club at Penn State, it was while he was at Penn State that Fred Waring began in the music business. It was while he was in college that he began to book his band wherever they could get a job. One night, one night Fred Waring and his boys were playing in Canada. It was a small dance. and Hanging around the bandstand watching Fred Waring's band were five Canadian brothers. It was the eldest of these brothers who spoke
1: first. Say, are you Fred Waring? Yes, I am. Why? Well, my four brothers and myself are forming a band. Do you think we've got a chance? Sure you have. What's your name? Lombardo. Guy Lombardo. The years passed by
0: after that. Fred Waring and his band were becoming more and more famous. First, first it was college dances, then nightclubs, then theaters, then came radio, then Broadway, until finally, Fred Waring and his Pennsylvanians were the most successful orchestra in the nation.
1: And here he is in person, the famous Fred Waring. Thank you, Bill. Hearing you dramatize parts of my life brought back a lot of memories memories of when my band and I were traveling all over the world, and once when we were traveling in France, a strange thing happened to us in Paris. It was during the summer of 1928. In Paris that summer, there was also another American orchestra. Only this other American orchestra had lost their job, and they were stranded. Well, since we were lucky enough to keep working, we saw to it that the boys in the other band didn't go hungry. We fed them onion soup. The reason I'm telling this story tonight is that One of the saxophone players in that orchestra that got stranded in Paris was a guy by the name of Bill Stern. Remember, Bill? I do, Fred. Well, we've had strange things happen to us in many cities, you know. Uh, You know the stories, Bill. Why don't you tell some of the amazing things that have happened to my band while we've been on the road? All right, Fred, I will. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: here are some of the amazing things that have happened to Fred Waring and his band while they've been on the road. 1928. Fred Waring and his Pennsylvanians are playing Peterson, West Virginia. And in Peterson that day, the boys were standing in front of the dance hall watching two men pitching a game of horseshoes. Suddenly, the horseshoe that one of the men was pitching struck a stone in the ground. Immediately, that man picked up this stone that his horseshoe had struck. He was about to throw that stone away when he noticed that it glittered in a strange way. Upon examination, he found out that this stone that his horseshoe had uncovered was a 34-carat diamond. Diamond, the largest alluvial diamond ever found in these United States. But the amazing experiences of Fred Waring on the road were only beginning. For next game,
1: 1936. Fred Waring and his Pennsylvanians are playing San Francisco. While they were playing San Francisco, Fred
0: Waring went out to the Bay Meadows racetrack. There he witnessed one of the strangest happenings in horse racing history. That very day in the first race, a jockey named Ralph Neves fell off his horse, was kicked in the head, and was declared dead. Afternoon papers came out with screaming headlines. Ralph Neves killed at the racetrack. But then, then a strange thing happened. For on the way to the morgue the corpse suddenly came to life. He began breathing again, and in two hours, he was well enough to ride again, winning the last race of the afternoon. That's how back in 1936 at the Bay Meadows racetrack in California, Fred Waring saw a dead man win a horse race.
1: 1940. Fred Waring and his Pennsylvanians
0: are playing in New York. And it was in New York that Fred Waring was to meet the strangest athlete of all. For it was here that Fred Waring met Eden Abbez. Eden Albez, who set the greatest walking record ever made in the United States. For in 1939, he had walked clear across the United States to set a new record. But he wasn't satisfied with that new record. And that's why the following year, he determined to walk across the United States again, and he did. Twice he had walked across the United States, and twice he had broken records. But he still wasn't satisfied. And so, to the amazement of sport fans everywhere, Eden Albez made sports history by walking across the United States eight different times. He's not famous today as the man who did walk across the United States eight times. No. No, but he is famous. Because he wrote the nation's most popular song, Nature Boy. There
1: was a boy. A very strange enchanted boy. They
0: say he wandered very. That's the story of three strange incidents that happened to Fred Waring as he and his band have toured America. In New York, he met America's walking champion, a man who wrote the song Nature Boy. In West Virginia, he saw a game of horseshoe pitching uncover America's largest alluvial diamond. And in California, he saw a dead man win a horse race. Three different sporting events in three different cities, and yet in each case, on the very day when each one of those strange sporting events took place, There was Fred Waring and his Pennsylvanians.
1: Portrait of America's most unusual song. Reel 4, Arthur Gary. Tonight or tomorrow, get in on the terrific money-saving offer on Colgate Shave Cream and the Eversharp Chick Injector Razor. Remember, only 89 cents buys you one, a genuine Eversharp Chick Injector Razor, World's only razor with the automatic blade changer, whose retail value alone is $1. Two, an injector with 10 super keen Eversharp Chic blades, retail value 49 cents. Three, a large size tube of light, finer textured Colgate shave cream, either Colgate brushless or Colgate lather. The limited supplies on this offer are selling out fast, so get yours now. Ask for the special combination package of Colgate shave cream and the Eversharp Chic injector razor with injector and 10 blades, only 89 cents. Now at any shaving supplies counter. And now, back to Bill Stern.
0: That's the 3-0 mark for tonight. Next Friday night, we'll be back same time, same stations, when our guest will be one of the most famous ballplayers in America, the famous star of the New York Giants, Johnny Mize. See you then. Until then, I'll be seeing you on the screen in the news of the day, newsreel, at your favorite Lowe's or Associated Theatres. Now until next Friday night, at this very same time, Bill Stern wishing you all a good good night. Bill Stern, the Corker
1: Shaker Man, is on his way. Bill Stern, the Corker Shaker Man, had lots to say. He told tell the tells sports heroes the inside, hope he really know. So listen in next Friday night. C-O-L-G-A-T-E. Bill Stern's latest Columbia sports short entitled Wrestling Champions is now playing the nation's theaters. Mr. Fred Waring, who appeared on this program tonight may be heard over the same NBC network each weekday morning as well as Monday evenings. The Bill Stern Show tonight came from New York City. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.